Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and it's time to put some audio into your ears, man. Your ear pussy's about to get fucked by the greatest podcast you ever heard. What's it called again? Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek Podcast. About to start right now. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Phoenix, and you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. It's been a long time. Again. This shit would stop breaking. Maybe we could do this podcast. This is going to be... This is beginning to be a trend, Kyle. A trend. Well, if your fucking Apple computer would work right. I know, right? Fucking. So you had to replace the logic board in it? Yeah, I had to replace the motherboard in the fucking thing. Stupid piece of shit. Luckily, I got to hook up, so... I just got a new battery in the mail today. Oh, yeah? For what? For your laptop? Yeah. Nice. I had, uh... My battery had been... It had 700 cycles on it. Jesus. So the battery was in, uh... It was... The health was not good on it. How much did that set you back? I found it on eBay. Well, I ordered the wrong one first. Uh, so I guess total it cost me 40 bucks. Wow, that's not bad at all. No, the battery was, the first battery was 23 and the second battery was like 18 or something. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to look into maybe doing eBay for, for RAM and shit because I just There's a wanna, shitload of Mac parts. If I definitely want to update there. the RAM on my on my computer, so... You can, that shit's pretty cheap, though. Yeah, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. But I'm still trying to pay off an air conditioner, man. Did you get it? Not yet. How close are you? Um, I'm going to probably order it this week. Look at this guy. Uh, credit cards are a beautiful thing when you need them, I guess. Otherwise, yep. I haven't... I don't know, it's been... It's been it's been a shitty couple of weeks, man. Like fucking, I don't know if you. I'm I'm sure you heard, but Brent got in another fucking motorcycle accident. He yeah, that's that's crazy. So he after he got in his first one, we went to ride now Power Sports and got him a new bike. Well, they sold him a defective bike. They sold him a bike that had wiring issues, and they sold him a bike that the speedometer didn't, a speedometer and odometer and lights didn't work on it. So they gave him a bunch of shit, and he took that back. And then they gave him his money back, so then he bought a bike off Craigslist. Within 10 minutes of buying the bike off Craigslist, it fucking blew the valve stem in the tire, and he wiped out. Oh my God. He busted open his knee. He's got, like, fucking huge cuts all over his arms. His hand literally looks like someone shot it with a gun. Like, it was all tore up. It, it, was, just, it was just nasty looking, man. So it might be time for him to get four wheels. <laughs> so just getting him back in in the saddle and 
of course he doesn't have health insurance and so now he has a $1,200 medical bill and he was out of work because he couldn't really stand or walk. So it's just been, it's been trying to get him back and situated and got his bike fixed and, and everything like that. And then the computer and it's just, it's like, we can't catch a break. It's almost like signs are telling me that it, it's time to, to pull the plug because every time I'm like, all right, we're going to get back into the show. We're going to do it. We're going to get out of schedule again. Something fucking comes up. <laughs> so it's just the way it goes. Can't it's just get, life. Can't get fucking stroke boy on the schedule. No awkward birthday party this time. No, today's is today's Jose's birthday, so make sure to go out and and say happy birthday to Jose. But no awkward birthday party. No in, awkward invite. Nothing. I've never understood taking the day of your birthday off. I, I thought you always took the day after your birthday off. I take the day of my birthday off because who wants to work on their birthday? That, that's your day. That's a day to celebrate you. So you just kind of yeah, but you, you go out on out your and, birthday and drink, and then you spend the next day to recover. So you take the day after your birthday off, or you go out the night of your birthday. So you go that's out not your the birthday, night before. Though. But you, that's not your birthday. It's still midnight. As soon as midnight hits, bro, it's your birthday. Or you have a birthday month. <laughs> or you have a birthday month, or you know, a birthday week. You take the whole week off. Uh, I've never taken the day of or after my birthday off. I always take my birthday off because my birthday usually falls around the same weekend as Phoenix Comic Con. Like Phoenix Comic Con starts on my birthday this year. I think uh, every couple years, Phoenix Comic Con is actually on my birthday when it laps over into June. Yeah. Yeah, when there's something going on at the convention center or whatever. Yeah, and then they have to do it a week later. But I don't know. I just in the crazy thing about the show is like watching the Facebook page. We're gaining, we're gaining subscribers and listeners without even putting out content. Like maybe, maybe we should have been this scarce to begin with. Maybe people would actually listen to us, <laughs> or maybe it's just that we we became so like oversaturated with everything we were doing that it would just wasn't there wasn't a demand for it. But we outdemanded ourselves. Yeah, our supply greatly outmet our demand. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's weird because, like, uh, Sunday night, as, as soon as The Walking Dead air, uh, Gregory Schoen, the guy who does uh, Ray Gun, messaged me, me on Twitter, and he was like, "Hey, what's what's going on, man?" And he was like, "I can't wait to hear you guys talk about this episode of The Walking Dead." And I was like, "Oh, The Walking Suck." Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And he was like, what's going on with the podcast, dude? Like, you guys are have so much space in between in between episodes. And I'm just like, man, you know, shit happens. Life happens. You know, you get days where you don't want to do anything. People are busy. Like, like I used to give you guys shit. But going into work, getting up at 4 a.m., going into work, <laughs> driving and traffic. Dude, traffic takes so much out of me. Like, by the time I leave work, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm going to go home. My podcast is going to be fucking awesome. Get back in the swing of things. And by the time I sit in traffic for an hour to an hour and a half to two hours, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. Like, last night, I literally came home. (laughs) Yesterday, I literally came home, fell asleep. So I put food in the microwave to, to heat up for dinner, cracked open a cooler's light, sat down on the couch, Next thing I know, I'm waking up. It's 3.30 in the morning. Beer spilled in my lap, and my food is still in the microwave. <laughs> I fell asleep on the couch. 
Yes, driving to work sucks. I'm just like, man, this is fucking terrible. But you know, everyone does it. Everyone that listens to the show does it every day. And I'm, I took it for granted for fucking four years as I worked from home, and now I'm going into the office and it fucking. Remember, sucks. you gave you used to give me and Jose so much shit. I know. It sucks. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's lame and it's stupid. It is. <laughs> so funny. And then I'm like, I need to. I just need to. I just need to man up, dude, and, and just put the studio back together, move everything back in there, get everything set up, and just start fucking pumping the show out every every set day again, like every Tuesday or every Thursday or whatever it's gonna be. Just need to do it. And I think, I think where we started to get lazy with it is Skype because Skype allows us to be super lazy because we can just go, yes, oh, you know, we'll record whenever. Or any time at night and in our PJs or naked or whatever Jose is doing behind <laughs> his desk. Sitting at the ocean? Yeah, sitting at the ocean or whatever he's doing as he's looking at <laughs> dude's fucking roots on Craigslist for misconnections or, or whatever, you know. I don't judge. I'm not here to judge, but <laughs> that's, that's just the thing. It's just getting super, super fucking lazy with it. Even tonight when I was like... Man, I just got home at seven o'clock, and it's it's seven forty nine now of this recording. I'm like, it's seven o'clock. I just got home. All I want to do is shower, eat, and relax. And then I was like, nope, I gotta force myself to do it because if I do it now, then I'll find another excuse Thursday not to do it. So I just gotta yep. fucking do it now. So, and here we are. Here we are recording. Here we are recording. I want to start off tonight's show though by wishing Kevin Smith a speedy recovery. If you don't already know, Sunday night, Monday morning, Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack. Um, he had what's called the Widowmaker, where one of his um, arteries became blocked, completely, 100% blockage. And they had to go in and put The Widowmaker. The Widowmaker, yep. They had to put a, a, a shunt in it, or a stint, or whatever the fuck they call it. Um, he seems to be doing good now. He put out a Facebook post, uh, put out a Facebook video today, kind of explaining what happened and i guess he was just at doing a show for a comedy special in glendale california and he got really sick and started sweating profusely and it turned out he was having a massive heart attack and yeah it was in between shows he was about to do the second one yep and he he put this big thing on on facebook that was really like like i saw what he posted on instagram and and we posted on twitter and it didn't hit me until i read his, his Facebook post and just how he was kind of like, I don't know. It put a lot of perspective in, in it for me because it, he was like, you know, I was sitting there and I was dying and I was eerily calm. And he's like, I've, I've had a good life. I got to live my dream. I have my, my wife and my kid, like I had a good life. And, and I'm sitting here like, can, can I say the same thing? You know, if I were to die of a heart attack or have a heart attack today, even with Jose and his stroke, like that hit, that just hit oddly home close to home because of Jose and then Kevin Smith. And it's just like, if that were to happen to me, can I say the same thing? Am I a hundred percent happy with the life I've led? And it's like, it, it really put a lot of perspective for me. And I think if he and you still didn't want to record, no, I know. And I think, <laughs> I think that if he would have, if he would have died, I don't know what I would, I would, I'd be a fucking a mess, dude. I'd be a wreck. I wouldn't go to work. I'd just lay in bed and watch his fucking movies all day. I'd be a wreck. <laughs> Call this. 
I he would. died. I can't come in. I would. I'd call Who in died? six. Kevin Smith. Yep. I, <laughs> I can't go to work. I wouldn't. I would not go to work. I don't think I, I must watch Mallrats. Yep. I must watch Clerks and in Clerks Two and Mallrats and Chasing Amy and Dogma. I've got to watch them all. Got to watch them all. Even fucking Tuscan yoga hosers. Dude, yoga hosers is awesome. You like yoga hosers? I like it a lot. I, I, I watched it like four times. The first time I was like, but by the fourth time I watched it, I was like, it's fucking, it's funny. It's, it's good. Yoga hosers is actually really good. It's got its moments. Yeah, it's but good. I'm glad to it's see a lot that better he's, than Tusk. he's making a, a speedy recovery and apparently he's already getting ready to go home and, and everything like that. So hopefully he gets better soon and gets back out on the road and, I'll be interested to see if they cancel his his show in Glendale or not Glendale, but in Mesa in the next couple months. I don't see April why they would. Fourth or April something? Yeah, it's like in a month. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they will or if he would. No, nah, I bet she does it. Should definitely go because it might be the last time we see him. Oh, that's fucked up, dude. If Stan Lee would have outlived fucking, I told Kevin Smith. Yeah, if Stan Lee would have outlived <laughs> Kevin Smith. I think I would have had to take matters into my own hands. It's <laughs> just a joke. It's just a joke, and uh, NSA. It's it's not. I'm not being serious, but I know you just you just you just said if Kevin Smith dies, you're gonna take out Stanley. <laughs> I know, <laughs> dude. Like what? I don't understand the saga of Stan Lee right now. He gets he gets, you know, um, can or well, he gets accused of sexual assault, not once but twice. Then somehow his manager shows up at his house to whoop his ass, like. I don't, right. I, don't, I don't understand the saga of Stanley, and it's like he's gets in the ho- he goes in the hospital, and then the next day he's released and he's fine. Everyone's like, "Is this it? Is this it? Is this the end of Stanley?" Next day he's fine and back home. Then two days later, his manager whoops his ass as the cops are being called there, and adult protective services are showing up at his house. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with this dude? <laughs> he's just got a lot of drama right now. I think it, at what point is it time to just be like, "All right, man, it's time to go in the home." You know, I understand. I give the man the respect and his due. He's a he's a great man, but he has not had a good 2018 so far. <laughs> it's it's been a little rough for him. You know, he sounded like he was on death's door at uh, Ace Comic Con, and now he's running around naked with boners, and now he's getting his <laughs> ass whooped by his 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 manager. I just don't I don't understand what's going on with the saga of Stanley. He just maybe he's just maybe it's all for attention. Like it's he's gonna start his own Kardashians type show. Keeping up with Lee. Keeping up with the Lee. <laughs> Keeping up with the Stanley. <laughs> I do have to say though, crazy it, shit on E. He'll have his own show on E. Yeah, his cameo in Black Panther is probably his best cameo yet. Really? Yep. You haven't seen Black Panther yet. <laughs> No, I'm like the only person who hasn't seen it. I know that movie set records, baby. Like two hundred two hundred million dollars in like the first few days. That's crazy, right? Fastest, I think it was the fastest grossing Marvel movie, next to Avengers. I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, son. But it was that good, though, huh? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. it. It definitely took it back to like Iron Man 1. It reminded me a lot of Iron Man 1. It was 
It wasn't over the top. It wasn't campy. It wasn't stupid humor like like Ragnarok. It was very like it had it had messages, subtle messages in it, but it wasn't like overpowering it in your face and like all the controversy with that. Or, like this is our movie and and the first black superhero and people forget about Blade and and Steel Hancock and Hancock and Steel and <laughs> but yeah, it's the and first Spawn. It's the first super spawn, yeah. It's the first super <laughs> black superhero with an all black cast. Well, there are two white guys in the movie, but that's okay. Well, sorry, three white guys in the movie, but that's okay. If you count uh, Winter Soldier, but um, yeah, I, I really it's so it. good though. Just that it just was. They just did it. The special, off the, the, the new Marvel path. The special effects was really good. Kendrick Lamar killed it with mixing the um Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick Lamar did the he mixed the uh soundtrack for it. So oh, right. Kendrick Lamar killed it with the soundtrack for it. The dude who plays the Black Panther crushed it. Just it was it was just such a good it was I don't know, it was just such a really, really good movie. It was really well done. It was really well written. The CGI was really good. It wasn't over the top, it stayed very, very grounded. It stayed grounded with messages, uh, you know, that are going on today, and like, basically the 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 underlying message of the movie really is like, you you know, and, and Michael B. Jordan is an amazing villain in the movie. He's probably the most grounded uh, Marvel villain, and he actually has a backstory, and it's something that you can kind of connect to, and which makes him the one of the best Marvel villains, and like. It basically what it is is he's Killmonger, so he's actually. It turns out that he's actually Black Panther's cousin, and his dad was killed for betraying Wakanda. So he came back to try and challenge um, Black Panther for the the title of king, and Black Panther ends up like whooping his ass and stuff. And what it is is they're trying to. He, he's basically like. You know, Wakanda had all of this tech and all the capabilities to help the, you know, the black community and their their culture and their people not fall into crime and basically turn out the way they have. And, and Wakanda has is thriving and where the rest of their their people are not in their, you know, turn to a life of crime and, and slumming it and, and everything and inner city problems and everything like that. And it's kind of like you know, why didn't you help out your people? And it's it, it just got, I mean, it's got those, it's got those underlining tones, but it's of political issues, but it's, it's just really, really well done. I would say see it. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm trying not to watch it on the internet. I'm trying to actually work it in to go see it at the movies. Well, if you're going to see it on the internet, go just watch it on the internet, but I would suggest seeing it in the movies. <laughs> I don't want to watch it on the internet. <laughs> but did you see Chris Pratt's getting a bunch of shit right now? For what? Because he tweeted to Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, Kevin, yeah, yeah. And he said, "I believe in the healing power of prayer." So of course he fucking the internet is fucking destroying him. Yeah, Kevin Smith said something about that in his his Facebook video today, where like Chris Pratt wished him well, and he didn't even know like. Kevin's like, I've never even met Chris Pratt, but that's awesome. And he's like, people are giving him shit for, for saying that he's praying for him and stuff. And 
he's like, that's, he's like, don't do that. Like, it doesn't fucking matter your belief. He's like, it's just a, it's just a nice thing to do, to say. And I guess even James Gunn is coming to his fucking defense. Was, yeah. Wasn't James Gunn the one that went off about keep your thoughts and prayers to yourself or some shit? I think so. Like, yeah, I don't know. Dude, we live in such a fucking terrible time, man. Like a shitty fucking, I don't know. The, the Our culture is so fucking shitty right now. <laughs> It's the pussy, like we said before, it's the pussification of America, dude. Like, where the fuck did everything go so wrong where everyone gets so fucking butthurt about something as as simple as saying thoughts and prayers? You know, it it really, like... How to pretend like you're helping but actually really doing nothing. Right, but I don't... I mean, some people believe that they are. I'm not one of those people, but some people believe that prayer helps. Like, why, why do you have to fucking try to go after him why do you have to crucify somebody who's just trying to to send well wishes you know yeah like i saw a lot of people on on kevin smith's posts on twitter say you know i don't pray i've never prayed in my life and i don't know who to pray to but i'm praying to whoever will hear me that you make a good that you make a safe and healthy recovery and you know people genuinely care about the dude and it's just a genuinely nice thing to say it's it's something that they've been saying for years and now all of a sudden because it's 2018 where gonna fucking you know we're gonna crucify people for it chris pat pratt of all people who's like the sweetest dude ever <laughs> you know like i'm sure you'd probably suck his dick whoa <laughs> just saying i'm just saying you know chris pratt he's a good dude but yeah but all right, so <laughs> are you watch that new Krypton show? No, I'm not. Why? Because I don't like Superman. So why would I want to watch this sh- fucking show about his grandfather? I would just to check it out, see what it's about. Nah, I still haven't even watched Black Lightning. I I watched Maybe. the first episode of uh, the new season of iZombie last night, or well, this morning when I woke up at three a.m. I DVR'd it. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence about where they're going to go with that this season, since now basically everybody in Seattle are zombies. Um, I still haven't watched Black Lightning. Um, I don't think I'm going to watch Krypton. I just, I just have zero. The more and more I see about it, the less and less I have interest in it. I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, by all means, I just. I th- because I think it's going to start coming on like before or after The Magicians. It's on Sci-Fi. Is The Magicians yeah. on Sci-Fi? Yeah. I thought it was on um, TNT. Uh-uh. Oh, no, I'm thinking of The Librarians. I think it's something completely different. Because it comes out on 321 is the first episode. Hmm. That's Wednesday. So it must be coming on before or after The Magicians. But I mean, the Magicians is not a stupid show. I've never seen the Magicians. You can watch the first two seasons on Netflix. Let me know. I mean, let me know how it is, and if you give it, yeah, if you get to give it a review, maybe I'll check it out. But I just after after um, Gotham and Agents of Shield and all this, like it's it just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it's been some shitty shows. Like people are talking about how. 
they're already announced the second season of Daredevil. I didn't even watch the first season. I watched like the first oh. ten minutes of the first episode and shut it off. Punisher? Or sorry, yeah, Punisher. I apologize. Yeah, Punisher. I think I got to like the fourth episode. Maybe I got like halfway through. But yeah, I, I, I fell out of that one for some reason. And I shut it off and I just haven't gone back to it. I have no no desire to watch it. Same with Gotham. I watched the first two seasons of Gotham and stopped watching that. I just couldn't get into it. I watched the first season of the first season of Agents of Shield. And apparently they don't appear to think they're coming back next season, so from rumor on the street as they're shooting their season finale as a as a series finale. So just in case they don't come back next season. I don't know. I think the superhero genre is dying out. I think we just got oversaturated, so everybody's a little bit spoiled with it. So I think that everybody's just not into everything because, you know, if it's just not over the top like the movies and it's kind of just a basic show that it's just not good enough, you know what I mean? It was too much too soon. Too much too soon. But I still like the CW shows. They're still good. But I'm finding myself to like more comic book shows that are aren't so much too, like Runaways has a little bit of superhero stuff in it, but it's not overly over the top. Riverdale, I really like Riverdale. Like I'm, I'm Riverdale's good. I'm liking a lot of shows that aren't that are comic book based, but aren't like superhero based. Like Happy was a good show. Um, I'm just not. I don't know. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I, I I think I watched the whole first season of Riverdale because it's on Netflix. I love Riverdale. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> but all right, let's let's get into the mean potatoes of uh, of this shit here. Let's talk about this episode of Walking Dead, season eight, mid season premiere. It you was mean the, the Walking little... drawn out. Carl death slow. Yeah, it was Carl's death. His swan song, his goodbye episode to Chandler Riggs. Dude, like it was de- it was the lowest viewed mid-season premiere in the history of the show. It only had like 8 million people, like 8.3 million people tuned in to watch it. And it's I guess boring. It's the, it's the it was the most viewed episode of season 8, but it's the least viewed mid-season premiere. And it, like I, I feel like they did a good job with doing that character justice and in sending him off, but like I, I don't, I don't understand it. Like we got to see, we got to see what the deal with all the flash forwards was, and that it was all like Carl in Carl's imagination and what Carl wanted the world to be, which is very similar to what it becomes after the one year times or after that time skip. Yep. You know, you see flashes of that and with with Judith interacting with Jerry and Sadiq and, um, you know, all, all of that going through different parts of the kingdom. They're, they've already set up their trade route. They're talking about their trade route and they're working together. And so they, you've already get glimpses of that. But then it cuts back to the whole Carl death thing. And like you and I were talking, I really think if you trace it back, where Walking Dead started to go off the rails is when they decided to kill Lori, to kill Lori, not Lori, um, 
uh, I can't think of her fucking name now. Andrea. Andrea, thank you. To kill Andrea so early on in the show. Killing Andrea that early so I think season four. is where the show started to go off the rails. I think I'm going to give it another shot. I'm going to give it to season nine. I'm going to see if the new showrunner they bring in redeems it and takes it back to make it a good again. But if if they don't, I don't see them making it past season nine. Maybe the yeah, fan base, I mean, they've it, really. It could just be me, but the fan base might be there for it to go to 10 seasons. But I just I don't see it like I don't. Negan didn't transfer well to the comics and from the comics. And that's nothing. That's not any fault of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's. It's, it's shitty writing and how like Negan was portrayed. And he's one of the biggest villains. He's the most popular villain in the walking dead. He's more popular than the governor. Why isn't he in more episodes? He's only been in a handful of episodes. They go episodes without even showing him why he should be the centerpiece. They're letting all of the other saviors do all the work for him instead of him being predominant and front and center. Like in the comics throughout this entire war, he was predominant. He was front and center. Like every time, yeah. all the time. And he's, it's not like that in, in the show. He's not front and center. He's not predominant. He's not, you don't see him like, he's behind the scenes and other people are doing their work for him. And it's like, what, why, why isn't he in the show more? And I just, I, I don't know. I just don't think he, it just did not transfer well from the comics to the show. And that's, I just don't think they, they, they just didn't write him well. Yeah. And it's they not even a piss poor job. He needed to be more ruthless. And he's, he's too like giving people decision or, uh, he's too much giving options and giving, you know, make, letting people make decisions and, and things like that. And this is where he's more. I think they made him too psychological. Yes, I agree. That's probably the easiest way to say it is that he's too psychological. <laughs> he's not. He's less brute in your face force and more psychological. Yeah. So. But I mean. Like maybe so they said they could have done this episode in fifteen minutes. Yeah, they could have, and they drew it out, <laughs> and it, it was touching like, and I, all it that. Took like they could have just done something cool afterwards. The shit, um, the shit for Morgan. Talking Dead. Yeah, like I liked, I liked Talking Dead's little in memoriam to him. Like that was really good. I thought that was really well done, but just that whole episode being that drawn out I was like come on man this is so boring I think I even said in the first 10 minutes of the episode I was like this shit is boring dude like let's fucking go and then there's the rumors that Maggie's leaving yeah sure her contract hasn't been done for season 9 yet so we'll see where that goes I wonder if she's I mean, gonna how can they do how could they even do this show without her? I don't know, unless she's going to be one of the ones that bites the bullet um, when the, the whisperers show up. And, but I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do it. Like like you said, Carl Carl was the bridge that brings in the whispers and Alpha. And, and it's just... That that bridge is gone now, so I don't know how yeah. they're gonna do it. And they they prelude to 
I mean, they prelude to the end of the Whisper, or the end of Whisper Wars, but the end of All Out War at the end of this episode when they show Rick by the tree with his leg pretty much busted because you can physically, you can tell that one leg's longer than the other and he's holding his side where he gets shot with the arrow that yep. Negan supposedly Walker gutted up. But, you know, it's, they, they preluded to that and how this is all going to end. And then that cute little prelude to Negan becoming part of the community. And yeah, so they're fucking gardening and shit. Yeah. And it's just, I don't think stupid. I don't know. Like, I don't understand where they're going with this. And I don't even think Scott Gimple knows or had a plan for this. And I don't, I don't know. It's more questions than answers that hopefully, the next seven episodes will answer, and we have more of a clear roadmap by the time this season comes to an end of where next season's going to go. But Carl, like I said, Carl was the bridge that gapped the next protagonist or antagonist for the series, and they killed that off. So who's going to do it now? Is it going to be Judith? Is Judith going to meet a little... Are they going to switch the roles and Judith is going to meet a little boy? Are they going to make, the, you know, Alpha's kid a little boy instead of a girl? Like, that's that's what kills me about the show is this little motherfucker, Carl, survives getting shot while looking at a deer. He survives the flu. He survives the prison. He survives getting shot again a second time getting his eye blown out in the face in the face and he survives Negan you know the fucking Negan shit only to go out by a stupid walker bite if they really want he should that's disrespectful to that character like Carl represents the future like I always felt like in the comic book especially Carl represents the future and now they kind of just killed that you know and like if nothing else, I don't know what they're thinking on that. I think of, they're maybe they're trying to sabotage the show. Instead of Abraham dying by Negan's bat, that's when that's how Carl should have went. That's a more fitting of a death of a character, the caliber of Carl, instead of just a stupid Walker bite. You know, and it's it's just it's funny how it was. He ends up saving a doctor, but the doctor can't do anything to save him. But offer Rick right. some fucking pills. Here's some anti-inflammatories. It'll it'll stop <laughs> it'll stop the swelling. Coral, Coral, I love you, Coral. Don't die. Should stay in the house, Coral. He should have stayed in the fucking house. <laughs> I'd laugh if it was just showed flashbacks or cuts, jump cuts every episode to Carl still in the Carl still at the farm in the house. <laughs> just sitting there I can't wait to see all the memes now because they had that close up of Rick crying oh yeah the cry face memes again yeah, there's gonna be so many now the only thing you can say for it is at least Carl went out like a badass and shot himself in the fucking head right you know? he did a gangster like at least he didn't leave it up to Rick and Michonne to do it he did it in his own damn self you know but I just, I wasn't a fan of the episode. No, it was probably one of the I don't least liked episodes of The Walking Dead yet. I don't know where they're going with the the show. I don't, 
I just, I don't know. It, it's clear. I know we were going with it. Off the air. Down. Yeah. Yes. Down. It's clear that into, this a, show into nothing. Is, it's clear that that the Walking Dead is definitely on its last legs. It's definitely, it's definitely in the home stretch. Whether it's one, two, or three more seasons, it's definitely in its home stretch. So we'll see. We'll see what it does moving forward, but I'm just not. I'm not overly excited about the direction that the show is. Trying to start dumping all your Walking Dead stuff. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say go as far as <laughs> dumping all your Walking Dead stuff, but trying to sell it all. No, because I think I think the comic will continue on, and the comic will keep thriving, and the comic will keep doing good stuff. But it just. I don't think the show the show's not there anymore. Kirkman's not really involved anymore. You know, it's AMC's property now and they can do whatever they want with it and they're not obligated to follow the source material like they were before and so it it's just there's so many I don't know, moving parts that it's just not you know, it's it's not what it once was. Now it's turned into something completely different. And I don't, I don't know if it, this late in the game, if they really can do anything to recharge it or rejuvenate it or revitalize it. I guess it would have to be something huge. I think the Whisperers could do it just because of the shock of, that people who don't read the comics, the casual fan of the show, would be into to come across people actually wearing zombie zombie skin, and it that adds a new element of of mystery and surprise to the show because you don't know who's your walker and who's just somebody wearing walker skin, you know? So I think, and they could, and they would kill so many people. Cause I think it would be the shock of Rosita and, and Ezekiel and everybody being put on, you know, their heads on spikes. Yeah. And they can't, I don't think they can take them out. They have to take them all out in one episode. They can't break it up. Like I think they need to kill them all off in one episode. Yes. Like there needs to be a a bunch of them just to die in one episode. And it should be at the end of the episode and all it should be at the end of the mid season finale and all you see is just it it's just a panoramic shot of all their heads on spikes outside of of Whisper territory. I think that's where it needs to go. Yeah. This that would actually be a pretty good uh mid-series finale because even like with the comic kirkman you know you it starts to get stale and kirkman throws a monkey wrench and everything that makes you go like holy shit like what is going on like you we've spent what the last 170 some issues thinking that well maybe not when was michonne's first appearance what walking dead yeah it's like six or seven years ago no like what issue what issue are they on? No, no, no. What issue was her first appearance? Who? Michonne. 19. Okay. So from issue 19 up to the current point, you thought that her, her kid was dead. And now you come to find out that she she's alive. So just so in the book was kind of like, okay, like whatever. They threw that, that twist in there to, to re-engage the reader. You know, like, oh shit, Michonne's daughter's alive? Fuck. And... Now you want to see what's going to happen and how she survived and, and all that stuff. And I think that's what the show needs to do is they need to, I think the whispers could do a lot to actually like 
reinvigorate and rejuvenize and revitalize the show. But I, I don't know. It, it's going to all be how they do it. I think I think just injecting new people to write and produce a show might help a lot too. And I think the whispers are an easier you're gonna make an easier transition from the books to the show as they're not as you know, they're not as foul mouthed, they're not in your face, they're not they're not Negan. Like it's not they're a different breed, you know. So Yeah, they might transfer over to T V better. But we'll see. I mean, the fun, the part that kills me is we spent so much time not getting Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan to now they're getting to the point where they're going to lock him in a cell for so many fucking, you know, for so many years. And Carl played a big part in that, too. Like, Carl has a pretty important conversation with Negan as he's sitting in the, the fucking jail cell. You know, it's... Yeah, they're going to have to insert someone new into that role. It's, and I don't know who... Enid? Is it what is it gonna be Enid? That would be lame. I mean I don't I don't know, like watching Coral write fucking letters to everybody in his shitty little handwriting. <laughs> I just I don't know what they're gonna do and how they're gonna do it. Maybe who knows? Who knows what they're gonna do? Maybe it's gonna go completely sideways and get away from the comic. I, I don't know, but Right now, I've been here for nine or eight seasons, and I'm going to see it to the end because I've already invested so much time in it. But I was just telling somebody that today I mean, about The Walking Dead. You've already like, why do you keep watching this? Because I've been here this long. I yeah. got to see it to the end now. You're already invested in eight years into the show. You got to fucking see it to the end, right? <laughs> yeah, we're we're doing it too long now. We have to. So. Final thoughts. Uh, what was your final score of the mid-season premiere of The Walking Dead be? 3.5. Yeah, I would, I'd say about <laughs> that. I'd it was just same. it was just long, drawn out, slow, boring. I was going to say 4, but I guess 3.5 is pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, 3.5 is fair for that episode. But other than that... Was, was that me and you that were talking about we thought they were going to be getting rid of Barry at, from the Flash comics, like from the DC Universe? No. Oh, that must have been Brian I was talking about it with. Why do you think they're going to get rid of Barry? So, so Rod had got the powers of the Speed Force. He's sick. So he, got, he harnessed the powers of the Speed Force so that he wouldn't die. Who did? Grodd. Oh, Gorilla Grodd? Yeah, so he has the powers of the Speed Force right now. And what he's done is he's trying to get everybody's powers because he's not quite healed, but he's like, he's not 100% dying anymore. So he came to, he trapped Barry. This this is just what happened in last two weeks ago's uh, Flash and if they're having this long conversation, he's explaining it. What they did is they've they've trapped him and they've sucked all the speed force out of Barry. He has no powers anymore. And fucking Wally West comes in, saves Barry from because he's they threw him off a building. And Wally catches him, and they're talking. Da, 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 da. And he goes, uh, 
You are now the Flash, uh, Wally. You are now the Flash of Central City. Hmm. And that's where they ended it. Maybe. I don't know. So I think they're, I guess that was Brian I was talking about it with, but we were talking about, yeah, that they're getting rid of, that they're, you know, because, you know, Wally was kind of stuck right now, you know. I, I feel like, I feel like Rebirth is finally starting to run into the same issues that the New 52 had in that they duped us all with the new the new creative teams and the new like coat of paint but now that coat of paint is wiping off and it's turning out to be the same turd that it was before <laughs> like and, and that's why they're trying to secure all these big name writers that's why they signed Scott Snyder to a, a, a lucrative deal and they just signed Brian Michael Bendis to a lucrative deal and well, I think Scott Snyder has like uh, I think he's like the creative head now for DC. Like, you know what Jeff Johns used to be? No, I think it's still Jeff Johns. I thought they had moved uh, Scott Snyder into that position. No. I'm and then sure they moved Jeff still, Johns to a different position. I'm pretty sure it's still um, Snyder. It would probably be Jim Lee would be the next one up. But, or whatever. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I just feel like... I don't know. He's going to write Superman, and that makes sense because why not bring fresh blood into your your cornerstone character? Tom, I mean Tom King's still killing it with Batman, but I just I just feel like they they did the same thing. Like they jumped the gun. They introduced all these different books, and now they're they're ending series. Like Super Sons is coming to an end. And well, I think what they're doing is I think they're. I think Scott Snyder has something to do with this is I think they're toning they're 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 condensing down to the best and then that's what we're going to get instead of having all you know cuz like you know how many titles is Batman in right now Yeah So I think they're condensing everything down so I think and I think I think they have plans for Damian and every you know what I mean and John I think they're going to be I I personally think they're Going to be putting them in a different as a different team, Teen Titans. not the team, not Teen Titans, because really? so? in the this not this issue of Teen of Super Sons was it it was it was either Super Sons or Teen Titans, but they went to the Teen Titans went to vote to to let John in and they made him really, yeah they they like Damien voted him in Batman went to vote him in but the rest of the Teen Titans voted against John becoming a Teen Titan. Why? They didn't really get into it. They just said well, he wasn't... It's, they said they need to work on them and making them better before they can bring new people in. But yet they let an Aqualad. Well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they I don't know. So I think, I think what's going to happen with Damien and John is... They're going to be part of a different team. Who knows? But, but just the fact that so they're I think that book be, and because like Super Sons has been badass. Like, like it's badass. I, I, I it sucks that they're doing it, but I, I'm, I'm hoping and crossing my fingers. It's because they have something bigger and better on the horizon for John and Damien. Maybe, and then. I mean, following in their footsteps, 
you know, better late than never, I guess. Marvel's finally deciding to throw a new fresh pita, uh, fresh coat of paint on their piece of shit, too. Yeah. And they're getting ready to completely reboot with a completely different... And I mean, finally, it's not just a, oh, well, we're going to re- we're gonna redo this for storyline-wise. I mean, they're doing a massive line reboot. They're bringing characters back. They're switching up creative teams. They're bringing in fresh people. They went as far as taking Dan Slott off of Amazing Spider-Man. And now he's writing Invincible Iron Man. And it's, I mean, they're, they're completely shaking up, but I don't, I don't really know. I just think we're, we're kind of in the fate. We're kind of almost facing the kind of thing you had in the nineties where, where superhero book comics sucked. It's people are the, I think the, the superhero market is oversaturated and it's overdrawn and with the movies and TV shows and, and everything like that. And now we live in a time where we have a school shooting every other fucking week and, you have all this terrible shit in the world that people are are shying away from superheroes and and what they stand for and the message that they bring and they're gravitating more towards like more realistic slash fantasy driven stories like Saga or The Walking Dead or Paper Girls or pretty much what Image is putting out. See, yeah, they 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 promoted Scott Snyder. So what he's doing is, I thought I thought. I, it's what they. So what he's doing now is he's still going to somewhat write and stuff, but he's also more in with the. Uh, he's going to be working with the editors, the presidents, writers, artists, he, to help influence the future of the DC universe. Like I think, because remember what? Remember Jeff Johns had stepped into that, and and that's he was starting to change the, what DC was doing, and then now he's you know, they're having that's what they're having Scott Snyder do now. Okay. So they said, yeah, he's a creator taking a more editorial guiding and shaping role for an entire comics company and its continuity. So that was, so I think he's, I think he's got some big plans for. And that, I mean, in that streamlining DC. Yeah. And that may be, I, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't hear that he took over, but I like, DC movies are all their place. Now Joss Whedon backed out of Batgirl. And since he left Batgirl, they're putting Batgirl on the back burner. Like they said, they really have no plans for it moving forward right now. And they pretty much put it on the back shelf and the Batgirl movie that is. So I don't know what really what's going on with DC movie wise. Marvel can't seem to get their shit together with comic book wise. So I just I don't know what's going on in comics right now. Like I've comp- I've pretty much lost interest. I the only I I read Walking Dead and and that's pretty much it. Paper Girls is still awesome. There's so much chime jumping and all kinds of crazy shit going on. But that's the thing is that's not superhero based. Like that's what I liked about Huck and I liked about uh, Violent Love and and Paper Girls is just the realism. But you know there's a, a hint of of mystery there and it's not superhero based that's that seems to be what more people are flocking towards and wanting to read but that's just my opinion you i would be interested to hear what everyone else has to say about it because that's just my my thought process on on everything because marvel sales hasn't been doing good i just I, i at this point i don't know what marvel can do to, and, and I'm trying to be quick not to judge because we we put our foot in the, our mouth with, with 
rebirth and we had to eat crow on that, you know, but now I somewhat feel vindicated in it as the fact that as it's gone on, they're reverting right back to where they were when they rebirthed the first time. And who knows how long it's going to be before they rebirth again. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think DC is going to for a while. I think they're going to, they're going to ride the storm, huh? Yeah. They're going to weather the storm. I think so. But I know it's, you know, like almost like flash is one of the only books I think that still has the same writer besides like super sons and stuff. But like, um, Seeley's not writing Nightwing anymore. Really? Yeah, he hasn't had quite a few ep- issues. And I think just a lot, of, I, I, you know, I just think, I think that's what the problem, part of it was, was you got these awesome creative teams, but every two, bi-weekly is too hard for ever. So what's Seeley doing now? But I don't know. I don't know what he's doing right now. Well, King is still on Batman, right? Yeah. And Tinian is still on Detective. Yeah. But, you know, like a lot of the artists aren't, you know, they're they're rotating artists. That's what they just, they just need to well, the go back to the, monthly. The rotating of the artists is definitely because of the, 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 yeah, the bi-weekly issues, but. I I agree. I liked the bi-weekly at first, and now I'm just kind of like, yeah, monthly would be better. I don't know. It just became too much I, to keep up on. It, it would be different if I was reading X amount of books once a month, but now it's just like every week you're reading 30, or you're spending $30 on comics all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah, it's getting it's expensive. It, it is, and I just I don't understand. I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know. I, I just like people say, "Well, what can Marvel do?" In your opinion, and we've been asked this time and time again, "What can Marvel do?" In your opinion, to to save itself, and I've I've given my opinion, but. <laughs> I just I don't even know if there really is anything they can do to save themselves, honestly. I think they need to take a lot of, of the crap stuff that they've been writing and kind of do what uh, DC did with the rebirth and kind of backtrack and and kind of pick up the starting point from a good ending point. You know what I mean? Like, in my opinion, Marvel needs to fucking figure out what they're doing. They either need to... They need to shit or get off the pot. They need to retcon one more day already or fucking move on because they can't keep teasing you with the the reunition of Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Yeah. They can't keep going back and forth with that. So they need to either shit or get off the pot there. But yeah, I, I agree. I think there's there's got to be a set time point in the Marvel Universe where they need to roll everything back to and start fresh. Because, I mean, I, that's what DC did and it worked really good for them. Yeah, but DC had that clear jumping off point with with Flashpoint. So they rolled everything yeah. back to pre-Flashpoint. So, But Marvel doesn't really have, like, what world-shaking event can Marvel really roll their stuff back to? The, the uh-huh. One More Day storyline doesn't, I mean, I don't think it really, in my opinion, it doesn't really affect anybody but 
Peter Parker and Spider-Man. You know, it it just it doesn't affect the rest of the Marvel universe that way. Like, do you do you roll it back pre um, when they destroyed the Ultimate Universe and and all that? I, I don't know. I don't know where they can go back to to make this all work. Do you do you roll it back to no more human to no more mutants? Like, where were no? You? I th- I think they should roll it back further than that. Well, where to though? I don't know. Somewhere else. <laughs> well, right, but that's what I'm saying is that DC, I mean, DC set itself up with the perfect place with Flashpoint. So Marvel, but Marvel doesn't have that. They didn't think ahead, you know? They don't have that. Where do you, where do you, do you go back to pre Civil War? Because, I mean, Civil War is the last, like, huge event I can think of that had massive implications on the Marvel Universe that are still felt today. Yeah, I, I guess you can go back there. Yeah, you're right. They didn't really set up a very good... I mean, they're going to have they're gonna have to they're going to have to come up with something pretty creative to. That's the only uh, thing I can think is that they that. roll it back that far. They have to go back to, to, Civil War and pretty much, retcon that you know. But I think they need to put Donny Cates in charge of it. I just because he's such an awesome writer. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know in the comment section. Let us know on the Facebook page, you know, or our Twitter tweet at us. Let us know what you think and where you think Marvel needs to go back to reboot, to to give itself a fresh start, much like DC did with Rebirth. I just, I can't think of any, any point in the Marvel timeline right now other than Civil War that has the, the implement, the, well, that would have the ramifications or the ability to l- allow marvel to jump on like like that yeah yeah you're you're right they're gonna have to they're gonna have to create something that's gonna be able to push them back to another a a new starting point yeah they're gonna have to find a ground zero but it can't be a a civil war two and it can't be you know what i mean it can't be another secret wars you know what i mean Right, they're going to have to find a ground zero. They're going to have to find a a landing or a launching point to to do this at. Where that is, I don't know. They must have some plan because I mean it's going to be coming up in a couple months. Yeah, but they tried to redo it with with you know ending the the Marvel universe and all that storyline stuff a few years ago with days of um years of futures past and the Civil War two and all that. They try to do it there. They try to do it with um, Marvel Legacy. And, and here we go again. It's, it's just becoming a constant thing with Marvel. Is They're constantly rebooting, constantly rebooting, constantly rebooting. They're starting series and then ending series, you know? It's like, okay, like, what else? It, it literally feels like we've said before, they are literally throwing shit at the wall and trying to see what sticks maybe that's what they need to stop doing I agree I agree 100% <laughs> that's what they need to stop doing <laughs> but 
But I just, I don't know. That's that's all I really had to say on the whole Marvel reboot situation is I'm not surprised, but then again, I don't know what they're, how they're going to do it. So hopefully, hopefully they come out like DC and surprise all of us, but I, I'm not holding my breath. Nope. I'm not holding my breath either, but I, and I don't think we're going to be eating crow this time. Apparently. Um, no, I agree. I don't think so either. Apparently, um, Joaquin Phoenix was asked how the, the Joker movie was coming, and he said, what Joker movie? So, it's speculation that he's not going to play Joker. Oh, bummer. I want Tommy Wiseau. No. Yep. Tommy Wiseau needs to play the Joker. You're tearing me apart, Batman. <laughs> I'm fed up with this world, Gotham. You're tearing me apart, Batman. <laughs> So, Robin, how's your sex life? <laughs> oh, hi, John. Oh, what? Oh, hi, Dicky. How's your sex life? <laughs> oh, man. No, it's you're no. tearing me apart, Arlie. <laughs> and instead of Denny, it's Denty. Oh, shit. Harvey Denty. Yep. Instead of Denny, it's Denty. Instead of a mark, it's fucking Riddler. (laughs) Enigma. (laughs) Tear me apart, Harley. (laughs) It's Edward Enigma. Oh my god. (laughs) You know how I got these scars? (laughs) I played football. And tuxedos. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Oh, hi, Joker. I didn't see you there. Thanks. Bye. You're Just my favorite murderer. The entire movie, yep. The Room. The Room. Yeah. <laughs> Joker. With- You're my favorite murderer. <laughs> You're my favorite psychopath. So when they when you come outside, it just looks like Gotham City when they're on the roof playing football. Yep. <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of the Joker's deep Joker laugh, it's just ha 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 ha. What a funny story, Harley. He <laughs> <laughs> made uh, so like when they're when they're having the party, it could be like the Riddler, the Penguin, Mr. everybody's Freeze. there. Mr. Freeze, yeah. <laughs> who who would be the random couple? Who's a random couple that just has sex in Johnny's par- apartment? Um, I'm trying to think of who that could be. Uh, that would just be Batgirl and fucking Batgirl and Dick Grayson. There you go. They just sneak into the Riddler's apartment in Harley's apartment to have just weird sex. <laughs> I think I think we need to re- to redo that. The room is, think, is Batman, and call it the cave. Like the the cave, <laughs> or the carnival. Think, <laughs> it all takes place inside of a carnival, but it's set to like the room with Tommy Wiseau as the Joker. <laughs> That's funny. Don't touch me, motherfucker. Don't touch <laughs> me, Batman, you motherfucker. 
It's fantastic. <laughs> That's funny. That's, that's how it's got to be. Yeah. And instead of spoons, all the picture frames can be like chattering teeth. <laughs> instead of pictures of forks. Yep. And spoons. <laughs> that's, oh how be, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> Tommy was always the Joker. What a good story. <laughs> Victor. Uh, Damn. You're going to have to write that. Or no, it's it's cat. It could be Catwoman and someone else that sneaks in to fucking be the random fuckers. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... I don't know. Who would be who would be fucking um, Lisa's mom who just randomly has breast cancer? I was already thinking about that. <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't think. I can't think of anyone either. I'm just like, what old lady character is there in, in Batman that could could play that? Poison Ivy. You have to change it so that it's Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Well, the results are in. I definitely have testicular cancer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's funny. It should be Ivy. Well, the results are in. I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. Uh Tommy Wiseau to, is the Joker. You're going to have to message Tommy and pitch that idea. Tommy Wiseau is the Joker. That would be fantastic. Fed up with this world. <laughs> he ends up killing himself in the end. Anything for my pudding. <laughs> Who would harm? So you'd have to make his best friend. Who would you have to be that they're doing her on the side? That's what I said. It would be, um, it would be like Riddler. It would be the Riddler. Yeah, I guess it would be the Riddler. Not that they're best friends, but they're enemies. The Riddler. It would work. (laughs) Funny story, Mark. Um, (laughs) Dick Grayson could be the neighbor. That's what I said. He's the horny fucking. <laughs> him and Batwoman Girl are the fucking horny people that just sneak in and fuck in their apartment when they're not there. <laughs> What's Riddler's real name? It's um, Edward Nigma. Yeah. <laughs> funny story, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> so, Edward, how's your sex life? <laughs> Picture them playing football. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> Instead of playing football, it's them tossing bombs or something. I thought about that too. Like, <laughs> it's like old school Batman uh, 66 movie where some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. They're just throwing that giant bomb back and forth. <laughs> uh, that's It's got to be made, dude. Tommy was yeah. there as the Joker. I think you figured it out. <laughs> gonna be gold it's gonna be oscar worthy 
but it should be James Franco as Tommy Wiseau as the Joker. Yes. <laughs> uh, we need it, it needs to be made, dude. I'm telling you. I think it needs gold. to be pitched. Gold. Certified gold. <laughs> but, all right. Well, I think that's a good place to end this, this week's episode. I think so, too. Tommy, you, you can't top Tommy Wiseau as the Joker, you know, and re-raking the room to be a Batman parody. With him dude, that would be Joker. so awesome. But, but that's it for this episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. And we will see you next time.